we'll read verses 7 through to 10 together. Psalm 24, verses 7 through to 10. We're talking on lift up your head, O ye gates. This is part 9. And um, we will be concluding opening the mouth gates today. Are we all there? Okay, let's read together. I want to go. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be ye lifted up, ye everlasting doors. And the King of glory shall come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O ye gates. Even lift them up, ye everlasting doors. And the King of glory shall come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the King of glory. So um, we, we continue with our theme, Lift Up Your Heads, O Ye Gates. Last time we talked about this um, theme, we were looking at opening the mouth gates part 2. And today we will just continue with the mouth gates and um, we'll definitely conclude the mouth gates um, today and um, next Wednesday we will begin to look at the hand gates. Um, we looked at the issue of commanding. Everybody say commanding. commanding. We said that the thing about the mouth gate that everybody has to understand is that in the physical, when you see people who are dumb, there are so many things that they cannot do. The dumb can see danger approaching, but cannot cry out for help. It's impossible. And we then looked at the issue of just speaking. And we said that one thing those who are dumb cannot do, they cannot give commands. And that when your mouth gates are shut, you are spiritually dumb. And to be dumb is really, really a bad thing. It's very frustrating. They call them people who are disabled. They are handicapped. And then we, we, we studied deeply what it is to command. And then I think we put into practice that business of commanding very well. Um, two Wednesdays ago. We were going to look at the issue of witnessing, but as it were, um, we weren't able to. But today, before we look at, we're going to look at witnessing today and praising God. Because that's why I started, I said, praise the Lord, city of David. Some people answered, some people didn't answer. And um, we've got to be so alert that when we hear praise the Lord, it should be automatic for us to say, Hallelujah. Hallelujah simply means praise the Lord. Now I want us to just do some things before we look at witnessing today. Turn with me to, I want to put into practice some of the things we did um, last. Isaiah 54, 17. Since we are praying and fasting, Isaiah 54, 17. It is no weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. That every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment Thou shalt condemn, because this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. Let's stand to our feet, even so today. This is the month of December, as we did two, two Wednesdays ago. Every single one of us here today that stands in the place where judgment is to be passed, that stands in the place where judgment is to be written, Let's lift up our voices today because the Lord says that our righteousness is of Him and that no weapon, no tongue that rises against us in judgment, He says we have the ability to do what? To condemn. Lift up your voices, even this evening. 
and condemn every voice, every tongue that has risen up against you today. Every tongue, every tongue that has risen up against you today, lift up your voice and condemn, and condemn, and condemn. chapter 1 verse 8 the bible says that jesus told his disciples but ye shall receive power after that the holy ghost is come upon you and ye shall be witnesses unto me both in jerusalem and in all judea and in samaria and unto the uttermost parts of the earth and we know what happened on the day of pentecost acts chapter 2 the bible says from verse 1 and when the day of pentecost was fully come they were all with one accord in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven, as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire, and it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and began to speak with other tongues, as the Spirit gave them utterance. And they began to speak with other tongues, as the Spirit gave them Anyone who is here today who is baptized in the Holy Spirit, who can speak in tongues, anyone who can speak in tongues, is already equipped with the ability to witness. In other words, if you are here, you can speak in tongues, you are a Christian, and you never really bother about witnessing. It is not because your mouth gates are short. I'm making it clear, demarcation here, you speak in tongues. It is not because your mouth gates are shut. Don't think that you can hide under the fact that well, my mouth gates are shut. No, 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 no. It is because you have made a conscious decision not to do so. It has nothing to do with God. It's a choice you have made. And that's a terrible choice to make. I'm telling you the way God looks at it. You speak in tongues. You go through life. You never witness. You are shortchanging yourself as a, to a level that no one can ever imagine. You see, Proverbs 11.30 says, He that winneth souls is wise. In other words, the decision not to witness is what? It's a foolish decision. I'm a Christian, I speak in tongues, I do not witness. I have put myself in the category of fools. And Ecclesiastes chapter 5 verse 4 says that God has no pleasure in fools. Remember that you were made to do what? To please him. So you, you do not spend time witnessing. You do not tell people what God has done for you. It is because you have made, and you speak in tongues, you are a Christian, you have made a conscious decision not to do so. Even if you think it's because I'm busy, you have made a conscious decision not to do so. Because remember we said that we are to speak to who? To our own kind. So wherever I am, there's somebody of my own kind that will be around me. Remember, we said he that does what winneth souls is what? Wise. The word win tells you that there's a contest going on. Some people win, some people will lose. So each time 
eyewitness and the soul comes to Christ, what has happened? I have won a contest for Christ. Who has lost? The enemy has lost. So there's a contest going on like a football match. It's like you being told to go and play for a particular team. And then you get there and you just sit down. And the goalkeeper just goes to bed. It's a conscious effort that you have made. And the Bible says, God says, He that does what wins souls is wise. Because there is a contest. There is a contest. Where is that young lady? Come. There's nothing, there's nothing. She did a good job. She's Clap for her, she's one of our evangelism people. a friend of mine. I was telling her that my very, very good friend, she's my best friend in fact, we've been friends for a very long time, so she noticed that I'd been going to church often and she was asking me what's happening in your church and I kept on telling her that, you know, things have changed in my life that, you know, that I, was, I kept telling her, so I spoke to her. I told her that, you know, all these things that, that we've tried the life of men doesn't mm-hmm. work. One what? day you got home and you just said, one day I went home I told her one day I went home I said (laughs) one day I said enough was enough I'll speak to my friend that you know her way was not my way anymore so I now got home I spoke I I called her into the room she she came into the room so we sat down I told her that look the time has come for us to make a decision if we're going to follow the way of man or the way of God we'll try the way of man it doesn't favor us let's try the way of God it doesn't favor us to go back to man she was not like, okay. And I spoke. I told her that I don't know about you, but I know that God is good in my life. That you can see, before I used to fret, I was always fretting. I was always depressed. I'll be moody. I'll be asking myself, what is happening? What is happening? You know, so I now spoke. I spoke to her like I never spoken to her before. She was not like, this church that you are going to, where is it? Later on in the evening, at about 8 o'clock, she now called me that, this redeem that you are going to, where is it? And I, I was not like, which redeem? She now said, my church. I said, my church. So she now, I now told her that I can't come and pick you up. Oh. She was not like, okay, now she's not, worried, now she's not coming again. So I now, I now went to church. Then after church service, I now saw her standing there, you know, and when, and when they were preaching, like, and when they were preaching, it was not like, you know, it was not like they were talking to her that unless you build the house, those that build the house labor in vain, and she now gave her life to Christ. And she now comes to see at that time. It's good, they'll be clapping for her. I hope you can clap for yourself too. You know, I always tell you the truth. As we go on, this is a key that is so important to God. Witnessing. Telling people. People see you, you have friends. You're a Christian. Your life has changed, I presume, and believe. They, they would wonder what has gone wrong. For them, it is something that has gone wrong. That's a very good opportunity to speak to your friends. Your friends. Your friends. It is so important to God because it is a contest. God is not going to come down and do that job. That's the work he has ordained for you and I to do on his behalf. And guess what? He's done the job already. He only wants you to speak. You can't convert anybody. But when you make a conscious effort not to do so, you pitch yourself against God because 
The Bible says clearly that you have become a fool. No matter how brilliant you are, as far as God is concerned, you are a fool. And he says he has no pleasure in fools. Turn, turn with me and see how God has tied everything to witnessing and soul winning. John fifteen sixteen. John fifteen sixteen. quickly. I want us to read that together. John fifteen sixteen. Are we all there? One, two, go. Ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you, and ordained you, that ye should go and bring forth fruit, and that your fruit should remain, that whatsoever ye shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it to you. This is the secret to answered prayer. You want to pray and be sure that your prayers will be answered. You've got to spend time speaking to people. She spoke to a friend. And the friend said, okay, where is this your church? She told the friend, I'm not coming to pick you. You have to find your way there. The friend said, if that's the case, I'm not coming. So who brought the friend? Because the friend appeared on her own. All God demanded or needs of you and I is to do what? Open her mouth and speak. The rest he will, he will do. If you've prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed and nothing seems to be happening, check and find out how many people you have brought to Christ. If you haven't brought any, begin to do so. And you will be amazed at the fact that you will soon begin to get tremendous results from your prayers. God has tied prayer, answered prayer, to soul winning. And if you say, well, I don't have any needs. The truth is, somebody is keeping a count and a check on all we do. Let me tell you a story about God that's very interesting. God said to the children of Israel, every seventh year, you will declare a Sabbath. Every seventh year. In other words, do not farm the land every seventh year. I'll give you twice as much in the sixth year. So the land will rest in the seventh year. But I, God, call it a Sabbath. You know what happened? The children of Israel for 490 years disobeyed God. Nothing happened to them. They were still reaping. They were still sowing. They were still planting. They were just making money. They were enjoying themselves. Guess what happened? They went into captivity in Babylon. For how many years? 70 years. For 70 years. So God took the 70 years that they didn't give him from the 490 and put them in captivity for he all, there's no better mathematician than God. And if you understand that each person that is here, he says, I have what? Chosen you. Not just so that you will go to heaven. No, 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 no. He says, so that you may go and bear fruit. And that your fruit should be. So if each person here, God has the number of fruits that you are supposed to bring in to him. So if you like, Continue as you have been doing. You'll be surprised that there comes a time. God will say, ah, well, you were supposed to bring in 10,000 souls. You didn't even bring one. He will say, you judge for yourself. Don't joke with God, oh please. Eh? Let's take God very, very seriously. Let's take God very, very serious. Soul winning is really the litmus test for Christendom. You can't really call yourself a Christian. You never witness anybody. You never go out. Of course, for some who are here today, the truth is if we go out and tell our friends that Jesus is the way, they will laugh. 
Now, if she were coming to church, reading her Bible, and going to nightclubs, and drinking, and the friend in the first place would not say, what's changed about you? If she said, oh, Jesus is the way, the friend would laugh. There are some of us, the reason, we've not made a conscious effort not to witness. Our lives just don't measure up. And if there's nobody you can talk to who will listen to you, you can speak in tongues all you want. You will not arrive in heaven. You can speak in tongues, you can pray, you can come for congregational prayer meetings on Saturday, you can come for night vigils, you can pay your tithes, you can do everything you want to do. It's still, because you've got to have a story to tell. John 9, the story of the man that was born blind. What was his testimony? Whereas I was blind, now I can see. Everywhere he went, whereas I was blind, now I can see. We all have to have a testimony. And because this thing is such a... Now you know. You can't say you never thought of it. But you see, it's a contest. This business of souls is a contest. And guess what? It's a contest between the devil and you and I. Not God. God is not in that contest. We are his what? Representatives. We are God's first eleven. And we can't afford to lose the match. We can't afford to. So if you are here, you are still doing this thing the way you feel like. And thinking. One of these Sundays, when we all gather together, the day that Sunday, the only service we'll have is everybody will go back into their cars and go and find some soul to talk to. There will be no service. I won't tell you when, so that many of you might decide not to come. I, I know some people here, they might decide not to come that day. So you won't know when. But it's such a serious thing. You and I have to take it very seriously. If you've not been doing so and you know you want to do so, then today I want us to do something very quickly. Turn with me to Psalm 51. If my life has been a mess and the people I want to talk to will laugh at me, turn to Psalm 51. If I've made a very conscious effort not to talk to people, turn to Psalm 51. If I've not made a conscious effort, I just am who I am, turn to Psalm 51. Let us read together the first 11 verses quickly. Are we all there? Okay, one, two, go. Have mercy upon me, O God, according to thy loving kindness, according unto the multitude of thy tender mercies. Blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from mine iniquity, and cleanse me from my sin. For I acknowledge my transgressions, and my sin is ever before me. Against thee, the only, have I sinned, and done this evil in thy sight, that thou mightest be justified when thou speakest, and be clear when thou judgest. Behold, I was shapen in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. Behold, thou desirest truth in the inward parts, and in the hidden part thou shalt make me to know wisdom. Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Make me to hear joy and gladness, that the bones which thou hast broken may rejoice. Hide thy face from my sins, and blot out all mine iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence, and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Let's stand to our feet and lift up our voice unto God and just repent. And say, Lord, have mercy upon me. The grace, Almighty God, to go out and be a witness unto you. Lord, give unto me. Lord, have mercy upon, upon me, Lord. Those of us who know that our lives, our lives are not Christian lives. 
Tell the Lord today that you know your life is not a Christian life. Tell him that you repent, you repent, you repent, you repent. And ask him that from today, you will begin to live the Christian life. The Christian life. The Christian life. The Christian life. Oh, Father, we come before your throne of grace, your throne of mercy today. We come by the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. Oh, mighty God, we plead the blood that has been shed for the remission of our sins and the redemption of our souls over each and every one of us, Lord. Lord, the grace, the grace, the grace, the enablement to go out and to witness the souls given to us, unto us, unto us, unto each and every one of us, Lord. Oh, my Kataiados Kalina, Shete Shete Terebos Kamiat Alada. Lord, some of us, Lord, our lives do not measure up, do not measure up, do not measure up, do not measure up, Lord. Oh, Lord, in the name of Jesus, even at this 12th month, in this 12th month of the year, we come before you, we say, Lord, have mercy upon us. Have mercy, Lord. According to your loving kindness, according unto the multitude of your tender mercies, we say, blot out our transgressions. Blot out our transgressions. Blot out our transgressions. Blot out our transgressions. Have mercy on us, Lord. Blot out our iniquity, Almighty God. Some of us just lack boldness. We just lack boldness. We just lack boldness. Lord, in the name of Jesus. Oh, embolden us, Almighty God. Give us the courage, Lord. Oh, to open our mouth and to witness. To open our mouth, Almighty God, and speak of those things that you have done for us. Maika Zakata Marade. Bratoke Marasanda Yadaleda. Bratose Mele. Sia Kabaka Zakatana Yade. Santo Kurabas Kalikatanda Yade. Shekede Bos Kamiatana Yada. Laika Zakata Mayadele. Laika Zakata Mayadele. Laika Zakata Mayadele. La Zoko Malus Kalina Santa Yade. Hallelujah. Father, we say according to your loving kindness. According unto the multitude of your tender mercies, have mercy upon each and every one of us. Lord, for us who have made a conscious effort, a bold decision not to talk to people, Lord, today, Lord, we say we repent. For us, Lord, whose lives do not measure up at all, Lord, today we ask that you will blot out our transgressions and grant us a new lease of life, Lord, so that we may walk and be truly, truly Christians, Lord. Some of us just lack boldness. Today, Lord, make us as bold as lions, Lord, so that we may open our mouth and speak of your goodness, Lord. Let each one of us that's here today, Lord, understand, Almighty God, the gravity of winning souls, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Praise the Lord. Please sit down. Let me ask a question. Two Wednesdays ago, I said, um, Joshua 1, 8 talks about how to get what? Good. And then we said this book of the law was which book? Okay, since then, how many people have read Deuteronomy? <laughs> you see, people are just not serious people. I was going to tell you and say to you that, do you know, I've read Deuteronomy now. And I'll never stop reading it. But that's not even the issue. The issue is that in Deuteronomy, you find, as you get towards the end, that Deuteronomy is now referred to as this book of the law. This book of the law. This book of the law. Why haven't you read it? Don't, do, do you understand that 
If God says, and I explained that day, I said to you that I'm preparing the sermon, I've always taken that verse of scripture to mean the Bible, and then suddenly something said to me, No, it's Deuteronomy. And I came and I shared it with you people. Do you know what you do when you disregard the word of God like that? You say to yourself, I'm not interested in success. Do you know who hears and goes back and says, but they say they are not interested in success, Lord. And he does it twice a day against you. I don't understand you people. I was preaching in Jesus' house this, this Sunday. I was t- t- teaching on lift up your heads where you get. They found it so interesting. And you know, as Americans, after a while, they started talking back to me. They got to a point where everybody said, tell us, tell us. I said, how do we now ensure that I... They said, yes, yes. Everybody said, tell us, tell us. When I started telling them, everybody became quiet. Because nobody wants to do it. It's to spend time with God. It's to pray. Everybody just became quiet. They thought maybe they were, I would say it's six plus seven. Say Jesus, hallelujah, ten times. Jesus, seven times. That's what people want. That's what you people too want. I will go and read Deuteronomy. Ha! People are not serious. You don't want good success, God's way. Praise the Lord. Okay, let's look at one other aspect of the mouth gate opening. Essentially, one of the worst things that can happen to somebody who cannot speak is he can never open his mouth to praise God. Psalm 51 Verse 15 says, O Lord, open thou my lips, and my mouth shall show forth thy praise. David says, Lord, open my mouth gates, and all that you will see is your praise. If what he says, show forth, it means I will praise you, people will see. You will see. And the, the, the benefits of praising God are so immense. Whenever you praise God, you are actually inviting him into your situation. So praise is an instrument of what? Of warfare. Psalm 22 verse 3 says, But thou art holy, O thou that inhabitest the praises of Israel. We've done this before. If you build it, he will come. What is it to build? A mercy seat. How do you build a mercy seat? You praise God. Why? That's the only thing God sits on. So when God arises and comes into your situation, you must have provided a seat of mercy for him. Made of what? Of praise. And he will sit on it. If you build it, he will come. It's not he may come. He will come. John 4.23 The Bible says, But the hour cometh and now is. When the true worshippers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for the Father seeketh such to worship Him. So God is in search of who? Of true worshippers. So when we, when, we do, when, we, when we say praise the Lord, which is not really much, and some people answer, and some people don't answer, and then you say you have a problem, you don't know the meaning of the word problem, turn with me to Psalm 68. Let's read verses 1 and 2 together. Psalm 68 verses 1 and 2. Are we all there? One, two, go. Let God arise. Let his enemies be scattered. Let them also that hate him flee before him. As smoke is driven away, so drive them away. 
as was melted before the fire, so let the wicked perish at the presence of God. You see, God comes into your situation, you do not and cannot have a problem with wicked people. They are destroyed immediately. Because you see, if you build him a mercy seat of praise, he will what? He will come. God cannot resist it. He must come. And wherever he is, he says, his enemies do what? They scatter, they scatter, they scatter, they scatter. And his enemies are your enemies. There are some things that you just have to do for yourself. Nobody else can do that for you. Too often we try to find shortcuts. But there's nothing like a shortcut with God. And it's, it's, such a, it's such a terrible thing. You just see people who call themselves Christians. Who can't praise God. And there are some people who cannot praise God. They cannot. Not because their mouth gates are short. Because some, their lives don't even line up. You know you have done evil. It's not going to be easy to open your mouth and say you are the king of kings. The lord of lords. You have just taken bribe. Then you tell him the money is still in your hand. Say you are the king of kings, the lord of lords. You do that, you yourself know you could die. The evil in you knows and tells you, be careful. Don't fool around with God. And you know. So you keep quiet and you go your way. So let's begin to watch out for each other. When you see people, when we are praising God, who are not praising God, I will begin to watch out for them. If I see them, you are going as, did you take bribe? I'm the person I'm allowed to ask a question like that. And I'll tell you, and let's agree the ground rules from today. I won't tell anybody. Just you and I. Took bribe, okay. Tell you what prayer to pray. Can't praise God. Did you commit abortion? Okay. I see a murderer, but let's see what God can do. It's because of the evil we do. Some of us find it very difficult to praise God. Ought not to be so. Praise the Lord. Some things that many of us don't understand. That word, hallelujah, is the only word that is not translated into any, in any language. The, all the languages of the earth, when they come to hallelujah, they call it hallelujah. It's hallelujah in every language. That's God. That's God. We've got to take him seriously. Because this next year we are coming into is going to be a serious year. For those who like to do year year Christianity, it's going to be a very hot year. For those who want to do the real Christianity, it's going to be a wonderful year. When God arises, when He comes into your... Read Psalm 18 when you get home and see what happens. Let me show you, because you won't read it. Ah. Psalm 18. This is what happened. When the Lord got up and came into a particular situation. From verse 6, David says, In my distress I called upon the Lord and cried unto my God. He heard my voice out of his temple. And my cry came before him even into his ears. Then the earth shook and trembled. The foundations also of the hills moved and were shaken because he was wroth. There went up a smoke out of his nostrils. And fire out of his mouth devoured. Coals were kindled by it. He bowed the heavens also and came down. And darkness was under his feet. And he rode upon a cherub. 
and did fly. Yea, he did fly upon the wings of the wind. He made darkness his secret place. His pavilion round about him were dark waters and thick clouds of the skies. At the brightness that was before him, his thick clouds passed. Hailstones and coals of fire. The Lord also thundered in the heavens, and the highest gave his voice. And hailstones and coals of fire. He, yea, he sent out his arrows and scattered them. He shot out lightnings and discomfited them. That's a description of what happens when God does what? Arises. And it all happens. And you don't see. You don't even see him. Neither do you see these things. David was given a glimpse of it. And so he put it down because God doesn't intend to show everybody. But intends that we will walk by faith. So he puts it down for us to read. And, and you begin to know that when I'm praising God, there's a lot that is going on around you. Second Chronicles. Chapter 20. This you'll have to read by yourself. But I want to show you something interesting there. Verses 1 through to 25. This is the story of Jehoshaphat. When the enemy came against him. And the Bible tells us that just by praising God, the enemy destroyed one another. And they left, and they left, and they left, and they left all their wealth behind. One of the ways of effecting the transfer of wealth whenever people gather together and begin to plot against you say after me whenever people gather together and begin to plot whenever people gather together and begin to plot good when if you are here and people are plotting against you you see if you don't understand the Bible if you don't spend time in the word of God you won't know these things it's not enough to tell God to destroy them. It's better to use Second Chronicles. You see, that's the thing about God. It's whatever you bring before Him that He will do. If you just say to Him, fight them that fight me, He will fight them. But if you say to Him, as you see in Second Chronicles 20, that Lord, transfer their wealth to me. Transfer their wealth. That's what happened in Second Chronicles. The wealth was what? Yes. In the whole process, they lost their lives also. You know, some people are laughing very happily because they have seen something they haven't seen before. The thing is, will you remember to go and read it? Because you've got to read it well so you can understand what you are doing when you are putting your case before God. But when people are gathering together and they are coming against you, don't just tell God to destroy them. Tell God to transfer their wealth to you as he did in the case of who? Jehoshaphat. Yes. But see, what God wants from you and I is not just to prove that He is God and can transfer wealth into your hands. He also expects that you too will one, be a witness. Because when He transfers the wealth, He wants you to go around and tell people that this is what God did for me. If He heals you, He wants you to go around and tell people, this is what God did for me. Because if God has done nothing for you, how can you tell anybody anything about God? When we worship God, when we praise Him, we can get Him to change death to life. Isaiah 38, verses 1 through to 22. That you'll have to read again. Some of these things you have to read them and know them so that you yourself can even preach a sermon on them. God can do what? Turn death into life. Because Hezekiah was a man that God Himself sent a word to and said, It's time to die. Hezekiah. This is not the devil now. 
This is God himself. It's time to die, Hezekiah. And Hezekiah put his case before God. And one of the things he said is, I know how to praise you. I know how to worship you. Can you go before God and say, I know how to praise you? I know when you don't. Shall the death not come very quickly? The Bible is simple. It's we who make life difficult. And lastly, praising God, worshipping God, which is what we are expected to do with our mouth when our mouth gets open, is one way of guaranteeing receiving without asking. Everybody say, receiving without asking. Okay, turn to Psalm 67. Let's read together the whole of Psalm 67, verses 1 through to 7. Are we all there? Psalm 67. Psalm, all of you read Psalms now. Okay, one, two, go. God be merciful unto us and bless us and cause his face to shine upon us that thy way may be known upon the earth, thy saving health among all nations. Let the people praise thee, O God. Let all the people praise thee. O let the nations be glad and sing for joy. For thou shalt judge the people righteously and govern the nations upon the earth. Let the people praise thee, O God. Let the people praise thee. Then shall the earth yield her increase. And God, even our own God, shall bless us. God shall bless us and all the ends of the earth shall fear him. It says, let the people praise thee, O God. Let the people praise thee. Then shall what the earth yield her increase. And God, even our own God, shall bless us. God shall bless us. And all the ends of the earth shall fear him. So praise. God doesn't just come and then your enemies scatter. He brings with him prosperity. He says the earth, that is that which you do, to make a living, will yield her increase. And that God himself will, will bless you. Because that's what he wants. And if God will bless you so that the earth will fear him, it doesn't mean he's just going to bless you. This is the blessing that makes you head and not tail. This is the blessing that puts you above only and never beneath. This is the blessing that makes you first and not last. But we've got to take God seriously. We have got to do what? Take God seriously. We've got to take this business of praising God Seriously, our mouth gates ought to be open. If your mouth gates are open and all you do is praise God, you never speak to people about God. Something is wrong. The only thing I can say is God will just have to help us. He just has to help us. Because people gather in church and they hear, go and read Deuteronomy. And they all just put it aside. I brought people I've heard about City of David, they've heard about first fruits. They said, I should come and tell them about first fruits. I said, I haven't got time to tell them about first fruits. But one pastor in the U.S. preached first fruits in his church. <laughs> the people left. The whole congregation left. said, this pastor wants to steal. <laughs> they left. They left. I want us all who are here today. Because those who come on Wednesdays are serious people. By next Wednesday, I want you to have read Deuteronomy once. Everybody must have read. Read. And just read. And see what you will find. As before you start reading, tell God to show you things. Tell him that this book of the Lord that talks about success. That what exactly is it? Just read and see. The Jews are not fools. 
everybody who is a real Jew knows Deuteronomy by heart. From verse 1, chapter 1, to the end. You wake them up and give them a quotation. They'll tell you where it's from. But today we want to spend some time to praise God. And I'm going to really look out. So if you see me going towards somebody, I'm going to ask the person whether he has taken bread or whether he has committed abortion or fornication. Or something must be wrong if you don't praise God. Rise to your feet now and open your mouth wide and just begin to extol his name. Bless him. Tell that he alone is God. That there is no God like unto him. That he alone is the beginning and the ending. He alone is the first and the last. That there is no one like him. That he alone is God. And he alone is worthy of praise and adoration. Lift up your hands unto him. And then exalt and bless him and worship him. That he made us. He made you and I. Oh yes. So that we may bless him. So that we may bless him. So that we may worship him. So that we may exalt him. Lord we exalt you today. Lord we exalt you today. Lord, we praise you, 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 Lord. Hey, from the depths of our being, we exalt you here today. We magnify your name. We magnify your name. Oh, we bless you. Yes, Lord, we bless you. Ah, we bless you and exalt you, Lord. We say, no one like you, Lord. No one like you, no one, no one, no one like you. Yes, only you, Lord, are worthy. Worthy to be praised. Worthy to be adored. Worthy to be worshipped. We bless you from the depths of our being. From the bottom of our hearts, Lord, we bless you today. Oh, yes, we bless you. Oh, yes, we bless you. There's no God like you. Yes, Lord. You kill, you make alive. You wound, you heal. You alone are you who will have mercy upon whom you will have mercy. Yes, we exalt and bless you today. Honor and glory and dominion we give unto you, Lord. Glory and honor be unto thee. Jesus, we exalt you. I exalt you. I exalt you. I bless you. I lift your name high here today. I lift your name high here today, Lord. My day, And my mouth filled with praise With a heart of thanksgiving I will bless you, O Lord With my hands lifted up And my mouth filled with praise And my mouth filled with praise With a heart of thanksgiving with a heart of thanksgiving, I will bless you, my maker. I will bless you, O Lord. With my hands lifted up, with my hands lifted up, and my mouth filled with praise, and my mouth filled with praise. With a heart of thanksgiving, with a heart of thanksgiving, I will bless you, Redeemer. I will bless you, oh Lord. I will bless you, oh Oh, Jesus, Jesus.
bless you, oh Lord. I will bless you, oh Lord. With a heart of thanksgiving, Lord. With a heart of thanksgiving. I will bless you, Jehovah. I will bless you, oh Lord. With my hands lifted up. With my hands lifted up. And my mouth filled with praise. And my mouth filled with praise. With a heart of thanksgiving, Lord. With a heart of thanksgiving. I will bless you, Yeshua. I will bless you, oh Lord. With my hands lifted up. With my hands lifted up. And my mouth filled with praise. And my mouth filled with praise. With a heart of thanksgiving, Lord. With a heart of thanksgiving. I will bless you. Oh, oh, Lord. oh, I will bless you, oh Lord. I will bless you, oh Lord. I will bless you, oh Lord. With a heart of thanksgiving, Lord. With a heart of thanksgiving. I will bless you, Jehovah. I will bless you, Lord. I will bless you, Lord. I will bless you, Lord.
You are the Lord of Lords. I praise you, Almighty God. I lift you up today. For there's no one like you. You are my God. You are my Savior. You are my Judge. You are my King. Oh, I bless you and exalt you and honor you. For there's no one like you. Thank you, Lord, for saving my soul. Thank you, Lord, for choosing me. Thank you, Almighty God, for the gift of the Holy Spirit. Oh, I exalt you and bless you. Oh, I exalt you and I bless you. Oh, I exalt you and I bless you. My soul is healing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In Jesus' mighty name. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Please be seated. Shall we bring out the bread? Now listen carefully to me. The essential thing about the body of Jesus is that it is for healing. Everybody say healing. Grade 1 healing, primary healing is healing of our bodies. But there are many things that can be healed by the blood of Jesus, by the stripes of Jesus. He can heal marriages. He can heal businesses. He can heal anything that needs what? Healing. So, whilst we are going to give out the bread, turn with me to Isaiah 53. If you get the bread, just hold it for a while. Isaiah chapter 53. Let us all read verses 1 through to 5 together. Verses 1 through to 5 together. Isaiah chapter 53. Let's read verses 1 through to 5 together. Are we all there? 1, 2, go. Who hath believed our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? For he shall go up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of dry ground. He hath no form nor comeliness, and when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief, and we hid as it were our faces from him. He was despised and we esteemed him not. Surely he had borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes we are healed. Please give out the bread as we are reading. It doesn't matter. Just give out the bread. Now, in verse 5 there, the Bible says clearly that the stripes of Jesus Christ are what? For our healing. The stripes are for our healing. Turn with me to Matthew chapter 8, 17. Matthew 8, 17. Are we all there? Okay. Let's read together. I want to go. That it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, Himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. So Matthew 8, 17 is a quotation of Isaiah 53, verse 4. Not verse 5, verse 4. Keep that at the back of your mind. What am I talking about now? I'm talking about healing. Jesus took our what? Infirmities. And bear on his body. When I say bear, it meant on his body through his stripes. Are uh, what? Sicknesses. Not sickness, but sicknesses. Do you understand? Okay. Turn with me to John chapter 6. 
We'll read verses 53 to 58 together. Verses 53 to 58. Take the bread and hold it. 53 to 58. Are we all there? One, two, go. Then Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Except ye eat the flesh of the Son of Man, and drink his blood, ye have no life in you. Whoso eateth my flesh, and drinketh my blood, hath eternal life. And I'll raise him up at the last day. For my flesh is meat indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. He that eateth my flesh, and drinketh my blood, dwelleth in me, and I in him. As the living Father hath sent me, and I live by the Father, so he that eateth me, even he shall live by me. This is that bread which came down from heaven. Not as your fathers did eat manna, and are dead. He that eateth of this bread shall live forever. Now, what I want us all to do is keeping those scriptures in your mind and in your heart and in your head. Now pray and say, because of all this that you have done, Lord, plead the healing power of the stripes of Jesus, right? Over every situation, condition that you say and think deserves and requires what? Healing. Okay? Now let's pray. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In Jesus' mighty name. For I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you. Now the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. When he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take it. This is my body which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. Let us all eat together. Give out the wine.
blood of Jesus. Leviticus 17, 11 and 14 states clearly, For the life of the flesh is in the blood. And I have given it to you upon the altar to make an atonement for your souls. For it is the blood that maketh an atonement for the soul. Verse 11. Verse 14. For it is the life of all flesh. The blood of it is for the life thereof. Therefore I have said unto the children of Israel, Ye shall eat the blood of no manner of flesh. For the life of all flesh is the blood thereof. And so God said, because of that, no man should eat blood. But John chapter 1 verse 1 says, In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. In verse 14 of John chapter 1, the Bible says, And the word was made flesh, and dwelt amongst us, and we beheld his glory. The glory as of the only begotten of who? Of the Father. In John chapter 6 that we have read, the Bible says clearly, For my flesh is meat indeed, and my blood is what? Drink indeed. So, stage by stage, one, the life of the flesh is where? In the blood. The word of God was made what? Flesh. And dwelt amongst us as who? As Jesus Christ. Right. Now, in John chapter 14, verse 19 try and keep some of these things um, in your head it says because I live you shall live also and we know that Jesus is alive today do you understand he says because I live you shall live also the Bible says in Psalm 18 17 I shall not die but live and declare the works of God and the last verse of Psalm 91 says he shall satisfy you with long life and show you his what salvation in John 10, 10, Jesus says, I have come that he may have life and have it more abundantly. Now stop and let's know what we are going to pray and how we are going to pray. Because that which we hold in our hands represents what? Not just the blood of Jesus now, but what? The life of Jesus. We are going to ask, listen carefully to me, that as we drink his life, one, we shall live. Because his word says, because I live, you shall live also. As we drink, we are going to say that we shall, he shall satisfy us with long life and show us his salvation. We are going to say as we drink that we shall not die but live and declare what? His works. Then you are going to also say that because he has come that we may have life and have it more abundantly. That as we drink we will have what? Abundant life. Then we are going to ask that anything that is in us that is dying, because we've done this before, that when Jesus comes into contact with death, what happens? death recedes because life must come they are going to ask that as you drink that let there be life in you life in your relationships life in your work life in every let just let life do what just burst forth do you understand sister david do you understand okay so go ahead and pray before you drink the the wine
So shall it be in Jesus' mighty name. Lord, we hold in our hands your blood. And your word tells us so clearly that the life of the flesh is in the blood. Lord, as many as have prayed today, we ask, Lord, that let testimonies come forth. We say, Lord, as we drink, because your blood is drink indeed, we ask, Lord, that we shall live, we shall not die. We shall not die, we shall live and declare your works. We say, Lord, that you will satisfy us with long life and show us your salvation. Your word says, because I live, you shall live also. We say, as we drink today, we shall live, Almighty God. Father in heaven, we ask in the name of Jesus, that even as we drink, let life, that abundant life, burst forth in each one of us. Let life, that abundant life, burst forth in all that we do, in all circumstances that surround us. As we drink, Lord, we say, all who eat in their dreams, we say it will cease today. As we drink, Lord, we say, all who have sexual relations in their dreams, we say it will cease today. For your word says that if we drink your blood, you will dwell in us and we will dwell in you. So we say, let it be today. In Jesus' mighty name. After the same manner also, he took the cup. When he had supped, saying, this cup is a New Testament in my blood. This do ye as oft as you drink it in remembrance of me. Let us drink together. Who taught the sun where to stand in the morning? And who showed the ocean? Once you drop your discipline, just sing at the prayer, just keep thanking God. Just thank Him, just thank Him, just thank Him, just thank Him. And who showed the moon where to hide till evening? Whose words alone? Catch a falling star. I know my redeemer lives. I, I know my redeemer lives. Let all creation testify. Let this life within me cry. Very same God who spins things in orbit. He runs to the weary, the worn and the weak. That same gentle hand that holds me when I'm broken. They conquered death to bring me victory. I know my 
Life within me. 